Hello everyone, my name is Persephone Jam and welcome to the Candy for Trees podcast. What is Candy for Trees, you may ask? Well, in 2011, I heard the phrase, rain is like candy for trees. And I had no idea what it meant, but I loved it and it stuck with me. So I decided to use it as a band name. But as the time went on, it started to grow. I started using it as my music name full-time this last year. But now it seems to have grown into this kind of nebulous thing that may end up becoming like an entertainment company when I get my play up and running. And maybe not even a company, maybe more like an organization. So what is this play, you may ask? Well, this play is a massive undertaking five years in the making. I started writing this play in 2014 whenever I was on a road trip to Fort Davis, Texas. I am originally from Fort Worth, Texas, but I live in Alaska now. And basically, I picked up this book several years before this. It was about ancient Rome. I don't remember what it was called, but the series is called What Life Was Like. And it was about ancient Rome, like I just said. And it was a fascinating read. So when I was in this little bookstore in Fort Davis, Texas, I ended up picking up a book called What Life Was Like Amid Splendor and Intrigue. It was about the Byzantine Empire, my favorite empire ever. Now, here's one thing you need to understand. I am a history nerd. Probably not a history buff because I don't know a ton about it, but I do love my history. So I picked up this book and I began to flip through it and that was basically like my reading soundtrack to that entire trip. And we camped in an RV so we had a lot of like downtime at campsites. And then it came into my brain, I want to write a retelling of Justinian's and Theodora's story, my favorite emperor and empress. So then the character of Tara came into my brain. At this point, she was about 18, and like Basil was about 24, I think. I don't quite remember the original ages, but the story took off from there. Basil was originally very kind of creepy, and Tara was very naive and innocent, and their characters have changed a lot, but actually, they are not the first characters that came into my brain for this play. The first characters were the characters that are now found in Prometheus's camp in Lavender and Scissors, my play. And they are old, older, not age-wise in the story, but age-wise as far as creation goes. They are, they date back to 2011 when I was building a world with my dad about what would happen if all of a sudden a solar flare knocked out all the power worldwide. Well, anyway, I ended up scrapping that series but keeping the characters in mind so that in Act 4, Scene 1, the characters from that series appear in the play. Now, this is kind of where things get complicated because I ended up turning the play into a massive sort of crossover even though I never stated that the characters were from a different series. 
I have a lot of threads here that I need to resolve and I'm kind of stumped on what to do next because I don't know whether to write the next play or just sit there and help and produce the first one because it's I want on the one hand I want to keep up with the storyline so I don't lose threads so I don't have to go back and reread a couple times before I start the next one probably in a year or so from now but at the same time I want to take a break let the first place sit in kind of rest on my laurels for a minute or two and then go with the next play probably midway through the production of the first now here's a thing about this play it's not meant to be watched. It's meant to be heard, like on a podcast. And so probably as it evolves, as the podcast evolves, I will end up putting more and more pieces of the play and telling y'all about more and more pieces of the play and what I'm doing over time. Until eventually I release the entire podcast with the help of my cast and crew that I'm still amassing. Now, I am currently looking for voice actors who would be willing to play all sorts of parts, and probably some people would even play multiple parts, which would be awesome, because that way everyone would have a big involvement. But I'm also looking for people to do, like, set design, I suppose one could say, because it, I need to figure out where for sure to put the audio in each space I'm working with. Because like, it's, like I said, it's meant to be heard, not watched. And that would kind of make things complicated if I was just throwing things round about everywhere. And so there's that. So, and that's the play. And you might be wondering what the play is about. It's about free will, I would say. Free will is the main theme, and there are a lot of superheroes, there are a lot of gods, there are some monsters, but mainly the monsters are people, which is kind of interesting because I love that concept of, like, there's no real monster under your bed. It's just your own demons, your own thoughts. And a lot of things that are going to come up are going to be things like forgiveness, retribution, the line between good and evil, what makes a person evil and what makes them right. That's actually a major theme in one of the acts of the play. And so I like playing with themes a lot of the time rather than like sticking to like characters or plot. Like when I'm describing the play, I prefer to actually talk about themes because you can say a lot about the themes of something, a book, a play, a poem, instead of saying, like, going into this long-winded description of, hey, this is what my play is about, play by play, or my book, or my poem, or my movie, etc. And you can always go back to your theme, because if you know your theme, if you know what motivates your characters, you've got a solid story. And that's what I like to do whenever I'm writing, I like to pick out a theme of what I want, of what the story is about, like what the story is trying to prove. And I actually stumbled upon this theme by accident because I was just wandering about in my outline for a while. So like I said, this is like five years in the making. I had an outline that was about a hundred pages long 
And it was for something else originally, but I just hooked onto that theme of free will because the opening line of that one was, in the beginning, God gets fired. And it started, I started, my brain started going down this rabbit trail of like, oh my gosh, so why did God get fired? And the answer was like, free will. He gave the people too much free will and his quote unquote bosses were angry at him. And so then the world would have plunged into like anti-free will, like almost mental slavery for the next 400 years as a consequence of that. And so that's kind of what I want the play series to play with on a macro scale. But as far as a micro scale dealing with the characters themselves, there's going to be a lot of like loss of innocence. There's going to be a lot of like how you deal with horrible things in your life, how you find hope in trying times, etc. And this whole thing just makes me really happy because I never thought A, I would get this far, B, that people would get involved, and basically C, like that it would ever take off this much. So that's about where I'm at. Now, with regards to what else I do, I write music. I don't really like where my music had gone at the point in time where I kind of stopped making it. So I ended up kind of setting it aside for a while. But every once in a while, music invades my mind and it's like, okay, it's time to write again. So I'm writing this, so I'm like doing this podcast to kind of sort out my own thoughts. And I do want to songwrite again. I just don't know what I'm going to write about. I put some stuff on the website about plants and singing about plants. But I don't know if that's a viable thing. And I, at some point, do want to turn um, Lavender and Scissors slash the Third Prophecy series into a musical. Because that's always been one of my dreams, to write a musical about one of my worlds. And I don't know when that will ever happen. I need to actually learn to read music first. But there's that. And, like, I, like I said, I don't really like where I was headed with the music I was writing because it was really angry and really bitter and I didn't like much of that. And then I listened back to one of my other songs, one of my newer releases last week, I think, and it honestly gave me flashbacks. It was bad. And... Like, oh, wow. So I, I decided, no, that was kind of the turning point for me. One of where I said to myself, this is not a good plan. I don't want to keep doing this. And my husband and I had a talk. I have a husband. He is wonderful. He is my favorite human being ever. Who is, And he is very, very wise and very strong. And in his infinite wisdom, he said to me, just do it for enjoyment. You're trying to do it to, like, make it into a career. You're trying to do it to, like, force yourself to become someone you're not. And it's not helping you. It's only hurting you. You need to do it because you love it, not do it because you feel like you have to to make money. And I, I still want to make money off creative things. But I don't think I'm called to be a singer again. Because, like, it doesn't... I don't know. I feel like I have to force myself, put myself in a little box in order to either make myself happy or make the people around me happy with what I sing. And right now, I think I'm making neither party happy, especially not me, because just what I've been singing is really 
harmful to my mental health, and I don't like that. I don't like that at all. And so that's basically where I'm at with that as well. So bottom line, plays are cool. I love writing a lot. And, 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 and I love gardening. Gardening is wonderful. I have about a hundred little chamomile sprouts, basil sprouts, and like four echinacea sprouts growing in my little garden under a grow light. Alaska is pretty dark this time of year, and it's currently raining, judging by the drops on my window that I'm seeing that are reflected in the light. And it's really beautiful, but in kind of an austere, very melancholy way. So I have little C's lights to the left of me, my lizard baby, and my grow lights to the right of me, right and front. And so... It's always a good time when you have light in your office, and it's a good time whenever you're having fun. So thank you so much for tuning in to the CFT podcast. Again, I am Persephone Jam. I'm your host, and I will see you next time.